All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Bases loaded and one out. Marcus oh my god! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here! Second deck walk off home run! Grand slam! Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fancy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And today I am joined by the long lost brother of this podcast, Mike Simeone, <laughs> aka SP Streamer. You can follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. We just spent the last 15, 20 minutes catching up a little bit. We haven't talked in a while. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Thanks for having me on, as always. <laughs> as always, not as always, not no more. <laughs> no, but uh, thanks for having you on. You, like, you're so big time now. You can't, you don't even remember. I'm not big time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even remember. You don't even remember that you're part of this podcast. Uh, stop. I, I haven't kicked you off, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just good to have you back, man. I know things have been hectic. I know you're moving. You're about to move out of your house soon, so that's kind of going on. Um, you've been yeah. staying busy with the site. How is all right? So I guess this I'm going to call it an audible because all it is. I think this is episode 92. I'm losing count. We're almost at 100, man. Damn. Yeah, I have a cool idea for a hundred, so we'll talk about that off the air. But uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm just thinking. I say we're just gonna do a points leagues, but because we were coming off the points league, uh, George and I did an all sleeper team or all value, sorry, an all value points league team. We went down one player at each position, basically, or a couple of players that you know, outfield and starting pitcher that we talked about in general. But we're gonna focus on points leagues pitching in general. We'll talk about approach and we'll talk about you know players that gain and lose value in this um, format. So. Before we get into that, though, Mike, you obviously have your own site, spstreamer.com. You do a lot of great work over there. How are you, like, dealing with all this, you know, extra downtime, um, all that good stuff? Like, what's the idea? What's going on? Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're just um, pumping out more content, as much content as we can still. Um, I mean, you got to get a little creative, obviously, because there's not much going on. And most topics have been talked about already. Including but, what we're talking about today. Yeah, but that's okay. We still, you know, people are clearly still listening and reading. And, um, you know, we're coming up with some pretty cool ideas and different types of articles and whatnot. So, I mean, that's just it. I mean, we're not really slowing down, you know, until 
hopefully, I mean, hopefully they don't announce it, but I mean, if they cancel the season, it'll be a little different. Um, but we're basically just going off of the assumption and praying that they at least start. Hopefully we'll start in like July and see like a half a season. I'm with you. I'm really hopeful. I'm just obviously very pessimistic as well. So I'm not really sure what to think. I'm a little torn in between, but exactly. Same thing over here on bases loaded side of things. We're obviously the podcast. We have cut down from the whole, you know, we were doing like three a week. Now we've cut down to like one a week right now, maybe two a week if we have enough. But it's a lot of it's been my availability, just having the kids home. My son made his podcast debut last podcast, and I see your dog Oliver. Uh, for the obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't see the video. But I heard his dog about to start growling. <laughs> yeah, I, I muted it real quick. There it is. There it is. And uh, he and he's he showed me his dog on the screen. Cute dog. It's Oliver. My cat is rubbing on my foot right now, but you can't see my cat. <laughs> oh, there he is. Mike, Mike I gotta do something with him. He's gonna keep growling. Hold on one second. Oliver made his typical guest appearance, of course, which is fine, dude. <laughs> At this point, like I said, I was like I was mentioning, my kid made his podcast debut. I had him come on and just talk on the podcast because why not? Like <laughs> we are, like you said, we have to get creative. What's more creative than having you know child labor, right? I'm kidding. Yeah, it's terrible, <laughs> <laughs> terrible. But uh, yeah. In all seriousness, though, man, it's 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 interesting. I mean, obviously, you've been with me through uh, before you even started your own podcast. You were kind of you know producing content in the off season like november december over here bases loaded so on the podcast so you get like you have an idea of how to kind of manage your way through the downtime which is right now i don't know about you but i've seen the decline you know in overall activity on twitter the questions the uh article count like the clicks the podcast downloads everything's kind of taking a hit and we're not immune to that but we are trying to push through that because there are obviously like you mentioned dedicated listeners followers that are still taking in the content so we are actually going to still provide the content it's the least we could do um with that said let's get to this starting pitcher stuff because why not that's what sp streamer is all about <laughs> so again it's a very very simple topic but it's just fun i think and i and i'm not sure how much we actually talked about points league so i feel like why not just talk about it now what is your general strategy in a points league format for starting pitching yeah i mean obviously um all points leagues are different i feel like there's i know there's like com- you know a common point setting but i feel like everyone alters their own leagues so it's a little tough, um, you know, because that obviously is extremely important. But, I mean, mainly you're looking at, you know, strikeouts are worth a lot more. Wins are wor- usually worth a lot more um, or quality starts. It depends what your league is like. But um, I'm definitely looking for more high upside strikeout guys, you know, who could potentially become like the next thing almost because, you know, guys like Hendricks or even someone like Soroka who I'm not – going to take as much you know well i mean i'm not really taking regular drafts anyway but um you know (laughs) i I definitely i definitely push them down for points leagues because they're not going to get you strikeouts and you know that's a big part of points leagues and it's almost like someone like robbie ray who probably won't have as good a year as hendrix will put up probably more if not you know the same amount of points as someone like kyle hendrix yeah, I I don't know, man. I just I, I go back and forth on this, and it's weird because quality starts you gain the three points for quality starts usually in the league, but obviously strikeouts you can kind of almost make up the difference. So it's one of those you got to pick and choose. Do you want a guy that's gonna most likely get your quality start? But then again, in today's game, quality starts aren't as common because just you know the third time through the rotation type of thing. But you know what? Let's throw a little hitching at the like a little wrench into the plan because you know we we could be seeing you know there's been rumors of the whole shortened season shortened game lengths seven innings versus nine double headers all that would that put 
like how would that affect your idea of drafting in a points league or in, maybe in general as far as like starting pitching goes because you're gonna have less starting pitchers going deeper into games which ultimately affects the win win opportunity and k potential do you attack middle relievers more see it's kind of hard because i feel like i don't i don't think anyone actually really knows how these teams are going to handle that because yeah a short season you'd think you know you'd think winning is becomes even more important winning every single game so you would assume they probably go to the bullpen quicker um, you know, kind of like what the Brewers were doing at the end of last year. You know, it was like essentially their stars were only going four innings. But the problem also is, you know, bullpens, not everyone is a good bullpen and can do that. So I don't know. I mean. And will they burn out? Of their, like their bullpen will burn out more than likely if they're playing double headers. And or- then that too. So it, I feel yeah. like it's just so difficult to tell if, you know, start if starters really are going to be cut even shorter than usual, or if maybe they will actually go deeper, you know, like is like you just brought up, especially if there's a lot of double headers. Um, so I think what's is important is to take those pitchers. I think I'll, I would be targeting starters that are more likely to go deeper into games, of course, because I feel like that's going to become a lot more valuable um, yeah. compared to these guys who, you know, probably like a Charlie Morton, or glass now where there, you know, the rays after five innings are probably just going to pull them. Yeah. But at least five innings gets you a win. You know what I mean? So points leagues, they still, hold, yeah, yeah. they still hold some value there. I'd say they hold more value in points leagues than they do in Roto in that case, you know, because, I mean, obviously in Roto you're chasing wins too, but you can, again, it all goes, but we don't know what we like. This is all speculation. We have no idea what's going to happen, but if they do shorten innings to try to squeeze in a few games, then you have to assume that, you know, starters will lose some value, but that puts emphasis like, like you're kind of, uh, saying that it puts emphasis on high-end starting pitching. I think high-end starting pitching gains a huge value. And other than Mike Trout and Yelich in points formats, I would start taking starting pitchers as early as the third overall pick. I, I just can't take a I can't take a pitcher over Mike Trout or Yelich personally. But in a points league, I would take a starting pitcher as early as third overall. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so I'm starting to think as well that you know, with the shorn season, the the higher tier pitchers will definitely become very valuable um, just because you know what they're going to bring. And I also think healthy pitchers become a lot more valuable. Anyone that has some kind of health scare, I'm even shying away from even more because you're not going to have as much time to make up for that pitcher if they go down. Uh, you know, you're not going to have it. You don't have as much time to work the wire, which is a spe- another reason why I especially think you shouldn't you know, you should be chasing higher end relievers now because if you just decide to kick, you can't kick relievers now, you know, for 2020 because you're not going to have time for closers to fully lose jobs and find them on the wire. And then you're going to be too far behind already. Um, So I think those top tier closers to middle, middle tier closers are, are really important. And I think that it's going the same for starters as well. Conversely, is there an opportunity that you know there's no trade deadline? So now the guys that were going to lose jobs midseason don't have a chance to lose those jobs. So now there's more secure closers. Maybe. Yeah, I you mean know, we don't know. We don't know how they're going to address the trade deadline. Is there going to be one? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you would think that there still would be one, but if there's not, then let's say like the low. I'm thinking of guys like Kinsler and guys that you knew you were only getting ten to fifteen saves out of. That maybe you don't have to worry about losing them now. So maybe there's more value to be had going low end because they have a secure spot for the rest of the year. Well, I wouldn't say go low end because 
Um, I'm, not, I'm not recommending. I'm just saying maybe. I'm just again playing devil's advocate, trying to say that because like if there's no trade deadline, I think there's some added value to those late round guys that were were automatically out of jobs come the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, so good closers on crappy teams. You're more so talking about. Yeah, even like like say Archie Bradley types. Like, I don't know if you. Yeah. Know, I mean, that, that's not a crappy team though. That's a bad example. No, but like I said, Ken, I know what you're Ken, saying. Kinsler's a bad closer on a bad team. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I, but, but but I still think that he was gonna rack up some saves, and I think regardless, again, if there's no trade deadline of any sort, then does he just kind of sustain his value or gain a little bit because you know he's more likely to be the full year's closer well see no i'd be more worried because you feel like these teams have to they think they're gonna think they have to win so if they know their closer's kind of shaky the second that they not the marlins though come on i mean let's be honest not the (laughs) well true but the second that their closer you know they think is you know if they have a shaky closer like bradley i guess let's say and he just kind of kind of craps bed early they're going to be more likely to pull him right away and go with someone else because they know they can't sacrifice just riding a bad reliever for a couple of weeks. So say- that's why that's like the main reason why I think you almost have to go for those higher end guys that, you know, are unquestionable because if they do start to tail off, I feel like teams will be a little more, um, what's it called? Like uh, flexible with letting them, you know, kind of fight through it. If I'm they wondering- start, ha- start off slow. So again, this kind of went off on a tangent because I'd say relief pitchers barely matter in points leagues. Personally. Yeah, I know we're well, like well, kind of everywhere right now. Well, yeah, well, because that's where MLB is. MLB is kind of everywhere right now. And plus, you and I haven't talked in a while, so I love our little conversations and debates <laughs> on these on these discussions, on these topics. But furthermore, like going down that route of relief pitchers, because why not? We're already there. What about guys that already were kind of like maybe looking shaky in spring or kind of coming off a bad year? Guys like Edwin Diaz. Guys like Oh, Ken Giles is a bad example, so that's not the name I'm looking for. But maybe um, like a workman. Maybe workman comes out not looking as good as he was last year. Yeah. Those guys you were depending on in that middle tier that maybe aren't so sure of options because, again, it goes back to the teams wanting to compete. The Mets are definitely trying to compete now, and they have Batanzas who should be healthy for sure by now. Or and by Lugo. Yeah. And Lugo can't do back-to-back games. Um, True. But, but regardless, you have a guy that, you know, Edwin – and, and uh, Iglesias, that's another good one. Iglesias is another guy who blew some saves last year that these guys that you're drafting that you thought would be, you know, given a little bit of a leash might not have said leash. So just something worth monitoring. Maybe we have to do like once we have a greater, I, I think draft prep and draft discussion will get back into the swing of things once we have a clear outline of what to expect. So something like this, we'll definitely have to break down deeper on, on a future podcast because we don't really know what's going on right now. But I think a good relief picture article would be too is if, you know, someone took all the relievers and the guys behind them and kind of found like the most pro- probably like the safest guys to keep their jobs. Because, you know, like you said, like, I mean, if you could if you could, ju- I would just personally try to research and target relievers where even if, you know, they're middle tier, if they start to kind of crap out a little bit, there's no one really even behind them that teams would look for, you know, would look to if they do start off slow or something like that. Well, I can give you a low end one that has a job no matter what is Joe Jimenez. Like he's as safe as it gets on that. Yeah, team. he's really good too. Yeah, well, when you when you, in flashes, it's crazy. Like he could be terrible, but he'll. I think he, I think he'll he's going to take another step forward this year. Well, we'll see. To be TBD, my friend. All right, points league stuff. So I, I'm honestly looking back. I meant to look at our podcast. We might have even talked about this before. I have no idea, but we're going to do it now. All right. On that note. 
We're going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back. I'm, I just, I'm just looking at, uh, we're looking at Fantasy Pros ADP because that's all encompassing. And well, you never really answered. I don't think I asked you or you answered, but how, how? what's the earliest? Would you take a starting pitcher first overall, second overall, third? Like how? Yeah, so I actually did a draft um, a couple weeks ago, even with the delayed start, because, you know, I mean, it was a fun distraction, essentially. And it was a it was a home league. And yeah, I mean, pitchers went really early and I agreed with it. I was towards the back end of the draft, but if I wasn't in the top three, I would have went to Grom, Cole. I was planning, you know, even if I was top five, I'd be reaching for Bueller. Um, so certainly I, I think they become a lot more valuable. Yeah. Especially points leagues. And speaking of the top five, you know, the Scherzers and Verlanders who I still have in my top five. This time off, you got to think it's pretty encouraging for their health because although, like, again, it goes back to draft strategy a little bit, but a lot of people might have been, you know, going Bueller ahead of them, which I can understand still. But you had Scherzer coming off, the, you know, the long postseason, the whole, you know, the World Series hangover talks, plus that little bit of a, was it, like a, like a injury, so to speak. I mean, you, you can see my air quotes. Like whatever he was dealing with soreness, he gets that extra rest now. Guys like him, Strasburg, Corbin, that whole team basically gets that extra rest. You have Verlander who had surgery. Who should be coming, you know, should be healthy by the time all things get going. Guys like that, I think, kind of regain their top four, top five overall picks. Clevenger's a top ten guy for me again, pretty much acting like he never got hurt. Yep. Are you kind of same same train of thought, same same idea with those? Yes. Um I've been slowly moving Bueller up though. I don't know why yeah. I'm starting to love him more and more. Um, a, he, race, it, it actually might be DeGrom called Bueller for me. But I still have um, Scherzer ahead. I still have Scherzer ahead. I can't do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah, it's hard. No, it's hard to go again. They're all – it's just nitpicking with those guys. Um, but as I far agree. as Bueller, cool, Bueller has entered that tier, though, I agree. For oh, me. yeah. He was always as far in that tier as, for you, but for me, he got there. As far as Clevenger goes, um, I'm, I have no worries that he is healthy. I've just expressed my concern for his delivery and what if it – will just keep causing him to get hurt because that's what seems to be happening so far. So even though he's healthy, I'd still be a little reluctant to take him. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, now we can get to the content. Although this has actually been pretty fun. I wasn't expecting expecting to talk about this. So it was actually it was actually a good conversation. I enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking at the AD- – yeah, exactly. I'm just kind of looking at the <laughs> ADP. Um, well, it's because, to be completely honest, points leagues, it's really – I don't know, man. We we talked about general draft approach and all that, so it kind of falls into the players that we like and don't like. And I mean, I can go as early as nine. Uh, Was it not ninth overall per ADP, twelfth overall? And going back, referencing Blake Snell at at pick thirty nine point two. And you know, I I love Blake Snell. I think his stuff is electric. I think he's great. I think he was going to take a step forward again this year to come kind of be closer to twenty eighteen versus twenty nineteen Snell. Yeah. With that with that said, though, in a points league, it goes back to the team philosophy in, in general and. 
I'm not sure I'm in on him at that price. What do you, uh, Blake Snell's just a guy that, I mean, again, you're not questioning the skills. You're questioning the amount of work he's going to get. And quality starts being a thing. I'm kind of torn because the K upside's there. But, like, he's a guy that I don't really know how to approach. I'm kind of torn on. What do you think about Blake Snell in this format? I know you kind of touched on him a little bit, but I'm bringing him up specifically. How would you go about drafting him? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love Snell too. I, I agree with you. I mean, his stuff is just unbelievable. The breaking ball, his breaking balls are still the, some of the best in the league. And I just, um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people kind of just suspect that Tommy John's kind of coming and it's, it's kind of scary. Um, where'd you say he was going right now, ADP? On average, on fantasy pros, he's a, he's 39.2. So that's like early, what was that on a 12 team earth? That's like th- uh, fourth round and a 12-teamer, third round and a 15-teamer. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind taking him in the late third, fourth round. I mean... He has these so stuff he's like... Going, like <laughs> he's going after Corbin, Clevenger, Kershaw, Bieber. I'm surprised Kershaw is that high. Yeah, I am too, but I agree with Kershaw ahead of Snell in a points league, but not in a Roto League. I don't know why. I'm, I must be the the... I must be the person who's the highest on Luis Castillo. I think I'm going Castillo over him now. Oh, so am I. Yeah, even am I, even I am. I'm, I'm going Castillo over all of those guys. <laughs> not over Clevenger personally. But... No. Uh, well, see, not uh, in uh, not uh, in like a vacuum, but based on ADP, yes, I'm going. Oh yeah, well yes, based yeah. on value. Assuming yeah, be, but uh, no, Clevenger's definitely the better pitcher. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't mind taking him end of third early fourth taking a shot on him but if i am taking him i'm definitely going to take someone after him with you know no health concerns at all just in case that elbow really just gives out you want to talk about a value you know my love for giolito has grown tremendously compared compared considering how much i hated him to start like in november of last <laughs> year um i'm all about the giolito i'm all on the giolito train and people like talk about taking a step backwards my my argument is is of course he could take a step backwards that wouldn't be a surprise but i think a lot of that can be assisted with the division he's in because he is in such a weak division with one of the better teams on he plays on one of the better teams so i think getting, you know getting to beat up on the tigers and the royals a lot that's gonna ultimately really help him sustain a lot of the growth. I mean, and a lot of the growth is backed up along with some, uh, he, he was one of the driveline guys uh, last year that kind of, you know, so that there's tangible change and development within the, to back up all the numbers. So I'm big on Giolito and he's going all the way at uh, 51.6 behind the likes of Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, like you mentioned, like we mentioned, uh, even after Luis Castillo. And I, I think he should be going after Luis Castillo. He's but going after, after Granky too. Yeah. Granky, Nola. Granky. I, I like Granky in points leagues. I think there's a lot of safety there, just not enough K upside, but I think he's a solid SP2 in points formats, personally. Good ratios. He'll get, he'll, he'll use the innings eater, won't allow a lot of base hits and such, which, yeah. again, you, you lose you lose points for like hits allowed and all no, that. No, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, so yeah, what matters? I just, um, <laughs> I'm just the, always what the person matters. who kind of like, you know, I don't want to be the guy to have the older guy when he falls off the cliff. So. I hear you. Stay away, which is terrible thinking. A lot of people are like, you should never think like that. But for some reason, that's just how I am, and that's the way I prefer it. So no, I um, understand, but Grinky has aged well. Grinky's skill set has always been. Yeah, of, I mean, his, if his... anyone were to do it, it hit, it's him because he's more so crafty. It's not like he relies yeah. on velocity or any of that crap. Um, so I, I totally see it. I mean, as far as Julito goes, yeah, I, you're probably going to see some slight regression, but um, you know, there's nothing to 
really say he can't do it again. You know, as long exactly. as the velocity, the he keeps that fastball velocity, which he will. Um, you know, he's got that awesome changeup. I just think, uh, you know, I think he's going right, right at the correct ADP. I think I everyone know, around I, him, I, I, just I agree like, with it. I just like him so much that it's like you know he's like a top twelve guy for me, and him going seventeenth overall, I'd rather have him over Kershaw, and I like Kershaw a lot in this format. Maybe not in this format. Mm. Maybe not in points. I'd rather over, Kershaw. Yeah. In, in points leagues, I'll take Kershaw still. Let me, but I will. I'd rather have Gilito over Nola. I'd rather have Gilito over Morton. These are guys going ahead of him, and I'd rather have Gilito over Snell in point in a points league format. Snell, like I said, I'm afraid of the injury. Like, and you know me, I'm a guy that had Snell's highest seven in my roto rankings. So to have him, you know, falling to like 15th in points, that's just because I'm afraid of the injury concerns. I'm afraid of the innings limits. And again, they will probably they're a team that has enough bullpen depth that they probably won't push him, or they might maybe have like a, a an opener for him, which could help him in his wins. But you know, he might only go four innings to keep the elbow from flaring up. You never know. Like you just don't know how they're yeah. going to treat him. Assuming again, this all this all depends on the type of the innings. There's still a lot to be determined as far as Major League Baseball as a whole, but. I don't know. I'm just really high in Gilito. I'm willing to be – I'm a little bullish on him, so I'm okay with that. One last guy I just want to bring up real quick before I let you finally talk. Actually, two. They're back-to-back. Tyler Glasnow and Jose Barrios. I've fallen lower and lower on Glasnow as, as the preseason went on. I like him. I like his upside, but I just don't trust the innings. What do you think about Glasnow as far as points leagues go or in general? Um, I think it helps him with the short season. I actually like him because – you know, he added – what was he? He was adding a splitter, right? It was a splitter. Yeah. I mean, if – again, don't we don't know well. how it's going to be, but if he has a third pitch, uh, how think, is anyone – I don't think he was – sorry, I don't. I hate to interrupt. I just don't think it was uh, performing that well prior to shutting down the spring training. I wouldn't worry about spring training, though, with but, it. Uh, he was – I, 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 think, I think it's a field pitch. Uh, Pollock was – I had Pollock on. And if, no, if I took, yeah, I know it, it is. I know he, he despises it, but he said, as he says – if it's a third pitch, he's all for it. Yeah, and it would be a third pitch. Up. I wish he. I wish he was keeping the changeup. The issue is, is he has issues gripping it and throwing it. But that changeup, if he could have developed the changeup instead, it would have been way better for his arsenal. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. So sorry. To so anyway, <laughs> um, so what I'm just trying to say is, if he gets that third pitch, I feel like uh, I don't know how any, how anybody's going to hit him. Um, I have no doubt in his skills, and again, I think I know he's pro. He's only going to go five innings still, probably. Um, but he's on a good team. He's going to get the wins. Uh, you don't have to worry about a, a true innings limit anymore. And I think he's more valuable now. And I love him for points leagues. He's got the high K upside. And like I said, he's going to get wins. And he's got that solid, really good bullpen behind him, which will keep, you know, should keep the lead most of the time. You don't think he would be treated similar to a Blake Snell? Just come terms. As far as the innings, like as far as again, it all depends on what they do. But if they're, running, if they're running out seven inning games, they might throw them out for four, build them up a little bit prior to those nine inning games. I'm just saying, there's a lot of unknowns. I'm okay with Glass down Roto still because as the 20th pitcher off the board, 20th starting pitcher off the board, that's fine with me. Like that's that's your SP three in some leagues. You know what I mean? And as SP three, I'm cool with that. But I don't know. There's guys going behind him like Jose Barrios specifically. Why is why I brought him up? I'd rather have Barrios going. On, on average 2.8 picks later, so mm. about three picks later, I think Burrios in a points format is tremendous because you know I he's going to get – See, he's the opposite of a glass now. I think Barrios is just so solid. He's such a high such a high floor, good win potential, good quality start guy. He'll get you a K per inning. He's 
he's just so much safer. I guess maybe this it depends on how I start my team. Did I go with a did I take Blake well, Snell? Well, I'll tell you this, like we were discussing before. Yeah, if I took Blake Snell, I would take Barrios. I wouldn't take Glass now. So I think a lot of this is roster construction as far as preference goes, but I think Barrios, first off, seeing him rank 21st as just for 21st time pitcher, that's crazy to me because you know, I don't think I I think I had him in like the late 20s. Yeah, that's high. Yeah. So that's already he's already kind of priced out. Yeah, as far as what I'm seeing, like per the ADP on fantasy pros, but in general for points league, I think he's priced appropriately. If this is like points league ADP, you know what I mean? I think being a top 25 pitcher in points leagues is not crazy for Burgos because of his skill set. He's so he's here's the thing though, I would much rather the pitcher going after him, which is Trevor Bauer, because you know, last year, even with his down year, I'm doing air quotes as well. Um, (laughs) he was still, I think, I one of my one of my friends looked it up and told me, and I was baffled. I haven't like checked normal settings. It was on a home league, but he was in my in my home league. He was still like a top twenty, top fifteen pitcher, I think, in points leagues because of the innings. Because of you know, he still gets a ton of K's. Yeah, his ERA was a four, but now could you imagine if he pitched like a sub three ERA? I mean, the upside is tremendous, and I think his if last year was his floor, that's honestly not a bad floor. I do believe I'd much rather like, him than Barrios. See, I think if you look at it, it depends on roster construction because you're not going to talk me into Bauer because I'm already in on Bauer with you. You know, I'm a Bauer. <laughs> I'm a Bauer guy. I am. He's crazier than him. You know, he's he's crazy, but he, as far as fantasy goes, he's usually pretty valuable or at least a very intriguing option. I think he's a good value this year. But I maybe what this is is for me at least. I think last time Barrios and Bauer are in, in a similar tier in this as far as points formats go, and it comes down to your roster construction prior to. Did you get yourself? Did you get yourself one of the top five pitchers, or did you kind of hit maybe a Blake Snell and a Charlie Morton? Oh no, I need some roster stabilization. I'm gonna go Barrios because I think Barrios is the safest. Did I grab you know? Did I grab a Flaherty and a and a Corbin? Well, I want some upside. I'm gonna go with Glass now or Bauer. I think Glass now has the highest upside. So, you know, you see my point though. It's all about roster construction at this point. Maybe I'm a little too low on glass now for points leagues. I just didn't trust. I don't trust. I know the innings limit as far as the season goes should help him, but they're going to ramp these guys back up on a shortened spring training is what it sounds like. So I don't know how well, how much they're going to let him. He's one of those guys that you don't know how much they're going to give him to start the season. Whereas Berrios and a Bauer, I think both of them won't have much limitations to start. And even on a shortened year, I don't think they have much limitations coming off a of short spring training, even because these guys are known commodities to their teams and, they're just, you know, they have, they, they know, you know what I mean? Like they have no limitations coming into this year at all in general. So, yeah. So last year, just real quick, Bauer was 15th. And where is Barrios is 19th about. Um, hmm. So, yeah. And that's in, Bauer in a down year. And that was in your personal. No, no. Or? I just went to straight ESPN right now and looked oh, at ESPN. their 2019 rankings. ESPN is uh, interesting, but yeah, well, um, I know, you know, I know. I mean, just, just <laughs> overall and, you know, in a nutshell, I mean, Hey, I mean, honestly, you're, that's surprising to hear. It really is. I, I didn't know that. I'm not going to act like I did. I'm, I'm not going to backtrack either from what I said though. Cause I told you I put Bauer and Barrios in the same, in the same uh, tier personally, but I guess Bauer should maybe at least they're in the same tier right now, but Bauer has the higher, I, I think I acknowledge yeah. that Bauer, Bauer has the higher potential. I'm not arguing that at all. It's, it's glass. Now I'm concerned about because, He's made of glass, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's in his name, dude. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, that was a terrible dad joke. But yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. 
And then you go down, there's just so many, I think there's just so many safe guys in this area that it's hard to go wrong. The guy, a guy that see, how would you feel? So would Brandon Woodruff be similar to a glass now where you'd rather have him because his innings? Like, they're like, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, he's not going to be limited anymore. So I think it definitely moves him up. But even in a points league where he was a guy that, in general, you weren't big on it in general, but I don't know. I feel like, no. I mean, I actually, you know what? I think it might help him in a points league because, like, you, like I think he was going to take that step anyway. So and He's got think... a solid bullpen behind him. They're going to let him go at least five. He's going to get the wins. Yeah, it's hard to pick a pitcher. So who's a pitcher you don't like then? Like, because I'm like, I don't know. I like, you know, I'm a Woodruff guy. I'm picking guys I like. But who's a guy that you see that might lose or gain value? Because it's hard to find players that lose. It really is. Because even all the guys that might have lost prior, Lazardo was a guy I'd never, I never would have said I wanted in a points league. But, again, he's going to gain value with a shortened season because now he shouldn't be limited. I don't yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> it's going to really just be low-key guys who, and also guys who probably aren't going to get a lot of wins. You know, kind of like a – like a Rio, a Soroka, um, Kyle Hendricks definitely well, Soroka, goes Soroka down. Soroka will get wins. Well, so. yeah, I know, but I mean, not as I'd much rather in the, where he's being taken, going for the high K guys there. Like he's going around. Like I'd much, I'd rather go after a you know as Corey Kluber, Sonny Gray. Um, oh yeah, I can't believe, I know Soroka's right there. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy how much love he's getting as far as uh as far as like being in that tier. he should not be in that tier period i mean i tell you who i love based on adp right now is james paxton he's going at oh, 40 yeah. his that's adp like, is the 40th pitcher that hasn't adjusted yet that hasn't adjusted yet there hasn't been enough drafts he yeah, you're probably right he probably will rise as he should though because he's going to be perfectly healthy yep uh he's going to get the wins amazing bullpen they're going to let him go at least five you know at the, and he's a great pitcher as long as he stays on the mound i mean obviously you know it's kind of uh, depends yeah. on what he does, but I mean, just to let me, uh, you know what? Let me do something real quick. Go ahead and do your thing, man. I have no idea what you're doing, but sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> so again, I did a points league draft for my home league, and you know, a it's a home league, league. home league, and um, I went like straight upside because I know you know there's not going to be any limits, so. You know, I went for Glass now, Urias, Keller, Puck, Cease, even Eovaldi. You're not going to see limits on them, and they have those upsides. I mean, this is a little extreme that I went here. But, um, you know, guys like them, you know, they're even Gallon. I don't know if I mentioned Gallon, but you're not going to see any limits anymore. So they all become so much more valuable because why wouldn't these teams just let them throw for the entire year? Yeah, I, I so you like. I feel like the, you need to move your, your Arias up, a Paddock up, a Lazardo up, uh, a AJ Puck up, a Dylan Cease up, just because they're not. You know, there's going to be no any limit for them. Same as like a Crasco, a Kluber, you know. Exactly, and it's just it goes back to in general. Like I think we talked, like George and I did a podcast. We went team by team, just on AL, like every team in the league, just talking about that and. Guys, like it's, that's why it's so hard to pinpoint who gains value because it really is like you just gotta pick guys that you knew were on innings limits and bump them up a bit because yeah. and guys that weren't like hey uh, you know somebody who still doesn't gain value in points leagues is uh Otani I feel like even with the even though he'll be pitching from day one unless it's a daily league I should I want to emphasize that it has to be a daily format because he's still gonna be limited I think in general to a you know one one starter week and you can't utilize his hitting stats if it's not a daily format. Yeah. So unless it's a daily points league 
or daily league in general for any format, Otani loses value. Or if you're playing Yahoo where he's one batter, one pitcher. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand how Yahoo hasn't under- gained that. I don't know. But yeah, so Otani, I str- here's the thing, man. Otani legitimately can be like a top three round value easily this year in a daily format. Yeah. But he's also he's also a guy who's not – I won't draft him in the top 15 rounds of a weekly format. It's crazy. I've never – you know, there's never been a more polarizing player since I played fantasy, you know, as far as a two-way player goes that has such upside – has such elite upside, but has such a terrible downside to pay on your format. That's so that's why we harp on know your format, know your points, uh, know your settings, because then you have to adjust your own rankings as such. Um, let's let's scroll down a little bit because I'm looking. Obviously, I have it ahead of me, and just a couple. I guess a couple of quick names because again, you mentioned so many, but like a guy like Garrett Richards is another guy who gains value because I was big on Richards and Gerald coming into this year for his value. He should be healthy, and he's a guy you know can uh, gain up some. Gain some in, uh, gain some, whatever. I can't think of the word. He should, he shouldn't have worries with his innings. You, I think you mentioned a couple other names down here. Oh no, it's hard. I'm having a hard time now. Let's let's transition then. You know what? <laughs> we talked about general pitchers. What's your RP strategy? Let's go there. Let's go back to RPs. Do you like to target the sparps, the starting pitchers with relief pitcher eligibility? Do you like to go with the relief pitchers? What do you like to do with uh, points leagues relief pitching? Yeah, I don't take relievers at all. I just go for for starters that are RP eligible as well. I'm with you. Um, so I just, guys, just guys, because based oh, off of history, as we all saw, you know, from Alex fast to uh, his, his article, it's just, they're so volatile, um, you know, and especially now, I mean, unless you're great, unless you're wasting your, you know, your early draft picks on top end relievers, I feel like kind of like what we were saying before, if they're, you know, not um, if they're on like towards the back ends, and they start off slow, teams are going to pull them so quickly. So I feel like it's kind of a waste taking relievers with a draft pick when they're probably most likely not going to end up being the closer for the entire year or the teams are using a committee. It's just kind of a waste to me. I'd much rather have a starter who has some kind of upside that's also RP eligible that I could just use there and get more points with Ks and wins. Well, Take everything I said about Tyler Glass now and throw it out the window because I really like Tyler Glass now in points <laughs> leagues because apparently he has RP eligibility, which I did not realize. So that bumps Tyler Glass now up quite a bit, just like Brendan Woodruff apparently has it. Uh, we know Carrasco has it. Carlos yep. Martinez, Kent Maeda. These yep. are guys that you have to take advantage right. of the ADP. Yeah, I think I didn't get to him. Oh, Max Freed apparently too. Holy crap. It depends on – yeah, I mean, it depends which website. Yeah, it depends on your site. So no, no what, what I would recommend, anybody who plays in points formats, go to your relief pitch, go to your, you know, go to your f- website, your format, whatever you're playing on, look under relief pitchers and make a list of these starters. I actually did, did an article on this, um, of pitchers who are RPSP eligible. And hold on. Well, <laughs> you're making me hold on too much in this podcast, man. Yeah, bring it up right now. So. Um, these are guys that I found that are both uncertainly. So Crasco is both in Yahoo ESPN. Lizardo's both in Yahoo ESPN. Urias, Yahoo ESPN. Maeda, Yahoo ESPN. Carlos Martinez, Yahoo ESPN. Puck, Yahoo Fantrax ESPN. Yarbrough, Yahoo ESPN. Hauser, Yahoo ESPN Fantrax. Ivaldi, Yahoo ESPN. Gosman, Yahoo ESPN. And Eliza Hernandez, who unfortunately probably won't have a spot anymore, but Yahoo Fantrax as well. Well, I guess Josh James either didn't come up or was um. Sorry, I don't know why. Well, don't yeah, I think he is as well, right? He well, he is on Fantasy Pros. I think the time. Oh, is he? Okay. 
He is on fantasy pros. I just don't know. I haven't. I would have to go through site by site. I think the reason why I, did, I think the reason why I didn't put him in here is because at this time, um, there was no speculation that he was really gonna be in the rotation. Well, he's he's. Well, my point is, is every every guy you named because you and I were very much the same. Uh, I want all these players, but that's why I was saying you have to go to your league, go into your settings or your player pool, look yeah. up relief pitchers, and make a list of all these players. And the reason why I was saying that before Mike interrupted was uh, <laughs> was because the idea is you take these players. Jose Urquidy is another one. I'm just looking right now at yeah. it. Uh, these are players that you boost up your draft board. What you do is you put them up maybe 30 picks even in ADP. As crazy as it sounds, you go out of your way to draft them ahead of the ADP because what they do is provide tremendous value. Now, you don't tar- you don't just target those guys. Maybe take two or three so you always have at least the two RP spots because I think most, really, most points leagues have two RP spots, five starters, two RP type of thing. So if you play them with three, grab three or grab four. Grab. Oh, I like to have an extra one on the bench if I can. Point being is that we both don't like target. We both don't like wasting picks on actual relief pitchers here because their upside is limited. But if you are say say you are going to go relief pitchers, say the guy. So I say someone's listening. Their their league prefers relief pitching. I think we're, it goes back to what we talked about relief pitching strategy in general. I think it's going to apply to points leagues. I'd rather take the higher end guys that I know have a job and know should have more opportunities because more saves equal more points. Would you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, I would. 100%. I figured. <laughs> I figured. So. Last thing, which again, I actually wrote. I actually, since we're plugging articles, I wrote a points league primer, which is stuff I hate to write. I actually don't like writing that type of stuff. But points leagues are so, you know, people have a lot of questions about points leagues and they're very, very beginner friendly. So I put one together for, you know, basesloadnetwork.com because it's way better than spstreamer.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's all in good fun. Mike's the one over here getting more clicks than me anyway these days. But anyway um i think i honestly don't know we don't compete that much no, it's like a measuring don't. contest that's unnecessary um i gotta find i know i now okay i feel bad now i have to find it i guess my point is i want to get into streaming a little bit because i think streaming is an under discussed topic when it comes to points formats and you are sp streamer so what are some things you would look at because again most points leagues are weekly what are some formats you uh, what are some things you would look at when it comes to streaming uh in points leagues um, I, I mean, it wouldn't really differ from league to league, honestly, you know, when you're streaming, you're just hoping to get a starter, uh, whether you're looking for, you know, if it's a weekly league, obviously you're looking for the two start starters, um, if it's good matchups for both, but uh, you know, you'll find also at times it's worth it to just take one good matchup because if the guy blows up one matchup and does really good, another, they cancel each other out. It's not even worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as l- what to look for. There's a million different things that you could look for. I mean, mainly, obviously, you're going to look at the matchup. Uh, you want to go against an offense that, you know, hasn't been per- performing well recently. I did do an article way back on how streamers performed against teams who were bottom 10 in WRC plus in the last two weeks. And um, they performed really well. They basically averaged almost a um, quality start. So, I mean, it's definitely something, you know, opponents – are, you know, a big key factor as well as, um, you know, upcoming velocity, you know, or if you see pitch mix changes, you know, that's more so stuff that you got to look at pitchers every day to really see. But, um, you know, if you want to go the easier route, it's really just looking at opponents and, you know, just playing matchups. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what I wrote in my article. I'm going to pretty much read it verbatim because it's easy content to provide. <laughs> you ideally, <laughs> you ideally want pitchers, like you mentioned, who are, who, 
who have average to above average matchups, not to mention you want them to have two start weeks if possible. This allows you to have a chance to really put up a good amount of points, but you obviously need to tra- uh, tread lightly because not all pitchers are created equal, which you pretty much said. <laughs> That's how I put it in the article. They're not all yeah. pitchers are created equal because if you settle for a bottom-of-the-barrel starter with two starts, you can literally end up with, like let's say, t- negative 20 points. And yes, negative 20 is possible. I have done it before. Um, that's why it's all about, sometimes it's all about streaming quality over quantity, the quality one start pitcher. Like, again, you mentioned can't maybe more beneficial, but the idea is I think a big, a big, I think a big thing that's underrated is, um, look at what your opponent is doing. Do they have, how many starts do they have? You want to ideally at least try to match them, but don't put yourself, it's hard because you don't want to match, you don't want to try to match them, but then by doing so you end up starting with these bottom of the barrel guys. You know what I mean? You don't want to, so it's like one of those. If the guy say the guy just you you match up with a guy that has ten starters ten starts and like seven of his starts are from his top five guys because they just line up on two start weeks, you're probably in trouble. <laughs> Maybe that's when you take the shot if you have the roster space to just start these no name guys and hope for the best. But ideally, realistically, you're going to face probably what seven eight starts a week at most. So if you can at least match them, and if you have to stream a quality guy off the waiver wire, you can usually find one at least off in points leagues. I would recommend doing so, and you always want to do it as like, if it's daily interactions. You might want to start stashing them as early as Wednesday or Thursday, even because by the time Friday, Saturday, Sunday come around, all all of them are going to be taken. So you want to be a step ahead of your league mates in that aspect as yeah. well. So I think quality over quantity is also works, but again, there are times where you kind of have to say, you know, the odds are against me already. Let's shoot for the moon and hope for the best. And if you go negative 20, it happens. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Those I are think. the worst. <laughs> yeah. But we've all done it. We've all, And sometimes it's what really frustrates you is when you have a really good – on paper, there's two really good matchups. This, like, oh, he's playing, two, he's playing two games in, like, San Francisco this week, and he's a lefty, and they have a really heavy lefty lineup. It's a beautiful matchup. And then they get rocked for, like, 30 runs in San Fran. But then they go dominate in Yankee Stadium, which makes no oh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that happens cuz you know why it's called baseball it's guys. Baseball. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. But um that's pretty much where I wanted to end it. I think we touched on everything. Is there anything you want to add? Plug anything else? I mean, we got I know you and I have some things in the works once you move in and get settled in, but well, we could talk about that in a later time. I don't know if there's anything else you got going on that you want to Oh, um you mean website-wise? I anything. mean, no, website like, work. It, no, I mean again, um we just, you know, we're releasing almost an article a day about now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on a cool little piece. I'm hoping to have, have out later this week. And that should bet just about some underrated Twitter accounts that, you know, I think, uh, need more followers or people should pay attention to that will, you know, really help them when it comes to fantasy baseball. Um, but besides that, I mean, we're just doing our thing, um, you know, podcasts, articles, and we're just going to keep doing it until, you know, hopefully a season does start, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just pretty much it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on as always. Don't forget to hit that five-star rating review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, other than that, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. Mike is at SP Streamer, uh, Bases Loaded Network podcast. If you want to find any of our work, the podcast, you can find it all on Twitter at Bases Loaded FBN, as well as Instagram at the same tag. Um, I think that's everything. I think we're going to get out of here. Appreciate you listening as always, and we'll talk to you soon.